coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. It's another two-win week for the Cougs as they take a four-game win streak on the road to SoCal. The stretch run is heating up. We're fired up. And Cosmo is getting up. Cougar Hoops is on a roll. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Once again, welcome back inside Studio C at BYU TV for another weekly edition of The Pope Show. Great to have you with us as we go inside the BYU basketball program over the next hour of fun and features. Coming up on this evening's broadcast, we recap another winning week for the Cougs. Two wins last weekend. We preview this week's Southern California road swing. Zach Selyus will take us inside the film room. This week's edition of Inside BYU Hoops rolls into the rock. Deep Blue profiles new father TJ Haas. And we visit in studio live with Connor Harding. And we get to that tonight's show on the road by saying hey to Coach Mark Popolo. Coach, how are you doing, brother? Really good. If we spent the entire show just watching... Cosmo dunk from the three-point line. Like on a on loop. loop. Yeah. That's it. It was amazing. Like I saw that. It was late last night or the night before I came around. I was just like, what am I watching? I thought it was fake at first. That is incredible. He got up. I would love to, I would love to get in the Cosmo suit and try and do that. You think they could throw me that far? <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. First of all, the strength of the guys to launch him. It's incredible. Then the coordination to have yes. it timed out just perfectly so you're not you know, smacking your head on the rim. And then finish it off with the And you dunk. know Cosmo can't see anything. Like, uh, he's nearly blind, right? Because he's got, it's just, it's, a, it's Cosmo is by far, he's got to be the greatest mascot in the history of mascots. It is unbelievable. You put together a montage of what Cosmo has done the last five years, it's crazy. I mean, he keeps having viral moments. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, yeah. By the way, we'll see, him, we'll see it a little bit later in the show as Good. well. We're not oh. done with it. We're not done with it. We're not done with Sorry, it. Sorry. Uh, no, it's all right. Uh, nothing beats a two-win week, as we all know. And uh, now it's consecutive, Coach. Winning weekends for BYU. You love the two-win weeks, and we had another one last week. Yeah, it was a good week. The guys played really hard, and they stayed really focused, and they were huge games. Uh, not easy games. Going on the road to Portland is always hard, and, and San Francisco had beat us three times in a row, and, and the guys rose up and handled business here in a, in a spectacular fashion in our home gym. So it was, it was a great week for us. Let's take a look at last week's highlights and stats, courtesy of Intermountain Healthcare. It was BYU and Portland at the Childs Center. Uh, Jake Toulson scored early, and the whole question coming into the game was, is he going to play? Uh, yeah, he played, and he played well. Yeah, you know, Jake, like, we didn't know till game time if he was going to be able to go, and all he did was go on the floor and go 8 for 10 for the field. I mean, this guy is on this incredible run. What he's doing is astonishing. T.J. Haas kind of doing T.J. things. Beautiful skip in the corner to A.B. who had a nice night. And then it was uh, more of the Jake Toulson show. Uh, you've seen him long enough to know. It's just pure, one of the best pure shooters in America, right? And he is shooting those challenge shots right now. And Usually you want you guys to run away from shooting challenge shots, but he's so extraordinary. We'll take that shot over and over and over again. It's an unbe- unbelievable makes by him. Yoli Childs finished off the, the first half with a nice shot in the arm for you guys. He only was 0 for 5 to start the, to start the game. Things were a little shaky. So how did he fix it? He goes 8 for 9 the rest of the way. That's what he, he did. Has an unbelievable showing. Cougars up a dozen at halftime and then more of the Jake show in the second half. Yoli Childs gets to the rim. And then Yoli Childs has a little range, too. And he's one of those high percentage numbers from deep. Big part of his game when he goes to it. Look how he owns that shot, right? He just is fully committed to it. He's confident right now. He's shooting 57% from the three-point line. It's incredible. 
And TJ Haw is just, uh, you know, what a master distributor. I mean, he, he put on a clinic all night long in terms of getting guys shots. Then AB backs into the corner. He's open, takes it, makes it, and BYU wins this one by 31. The Cougars over the Pilots. And, uh, you know, we talked about it before that game, of course, in Portland. But the way they began the league, you're thinking, hey, this may be a year they jump up a little bit, but it's been a struggle. Yeah, and, and that's always such a hard gym to play in there. I mean, we talked about it before the show. You know, I still have PTSD when I was an assistant here, and Bobby Sharp lost his mind for, I don't know, when he had 35. And uh, it's always hard to go play up there. So for our guys to go win this convincingly was special. All right, that was uh, game number one. And, and what it did was, uh, you know, not, not that you can look past anybody in this league, but you really can't. You can't. But there are certain things times you have to kind of like just take care of business. Yep. Just go do your thing, and, and winning by 31 shows that to people. Yeah, and it, it helps us metrics-wise, and it helped our guys' confidence, and it, it helped us feel right. And, uh, you know, every game, right now, every game is so important. I mean, we have five games left, and it is, uh, you know, every single game uh, is a must-win for us right now to put us in postseason you know, in the postseason position that we're in and, and we want to be in. And so it's fun. It's, it's fun. There's a ton of pressure right now, and that's what you play for. These guys have earned the right to have incredible pressure on their shoulders right now. And how fun to be up in Portland and have it feel like you're the home team when you come out for warm-ups. For it, it's unbelievable. So we walked out, you know, first of all, when the game started, it was full of BYU fans. And then after, uh, people stayed for a half an hour, 45 minutes, just to get autographs from the guys and talk to them and shake their hand and give them a hug. And these, uh, these BYU fans, man, they're like nowhere else. It's really special. We're really lucky to represent this university. Thursday's win in Portland, followed by that return trip back to Provo for a Saturday night showdown versus San Francisco. The Dons had just gotten BYU two weeks ago on the hilltop. BYU opens up nicely. TJ to Yoli, BYU's up a couple, and then a beautiful backdoor play. So you think about it, Jake Toulson set the back screen on the first play, throws the backdoor pass on the second play, things that don't show up in the stat book the way we normally think of him, but really special. Connor, they say his knee's feeling better, and he looked it on that play. Uh, we saw the first appearance of Gavin Baxter, finally. Yep, he made his grand entrance. The whole Marriott Center went crazy because we know what to expect from him. He's going to have a real impact on the team this season. I love this shot. <laughs> so, so I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I wish we could pause it, but we're trying to get a two-for-one, okay? And so there's 39 seconds left. I'm like, Teach, you got to go nine seconds, nine seconds. And he's thinking, oh, I'm going to wait till the shot clock's down to nine seconds. He finally <laughs> realized, and he shot a 40-footer and banged yeah. it. It was awesome. <laughs> big at the break. It was a 19-point lead, and then a little one-foot yeah. jumper, the rainbow from Jake. I mean, we're seeing shots made by this guy that you won't see for another two generations. I mean, it's just incredible what he's doing. Big-time, big-time dive by Dalton Nixon in a find. And right here, Yoli Childs passes our good friend Russell Larson into sixth place on BYU's career scoring tally. Don's kept it close late. Yeah, they're a really explosive team. They got really quick uh, guards, as, you know, a backup point guard and starting point guard, and and they got some business done in the, in the last 15 minutes, but our guys responded well. That was a big shot by Yo to make it double digits, and then you kind of pull away. It was a huge shot. It was a big-time pressure shot, and he shot it like he knew for sure it was going in. It's unbelievable how much confidence he's playing with. So BYU led by uh, 25 in the second half, wins it by a healthy 14 points. And nice to kind of get that split, right? Because that was a tough one you took at their place. Yeah, and, and like I said, they beat us three times in a row. And so they had our number a little bit. The guys came out in our first 25 minutes in that game were spectacular. The guys were locked in and played great and played for each other and really guarded. And, and uh, it was a big win. 
And, uh, I mean, they had a couple guys play really well in the home game at USF. And, and the, the scout, not that it changed a great deal, but you had a little more focus on a couple guys for, for sure, right? Yeah, for sure. They have, you know, it's, there's teams that are dangerous, right, where they, on any given night, they could raise up and have a big-time game and really put you in jeopardy. And they certainly did out of their place. And so our guys were, were fully prepared and, and uh, did a nice job taking care of that. Coach Golden's team. It's his first year as the head coach there, but uh, he's done some good things. They have a losing record in the league right now. I don't, I don't know if they'll finish with a losing record in the league. It's a good club. Yeah, he's a terrific young coach. You know, he's out of the Randy Bennett tree, and uh, Randy is actually growing a really, really impressive coaching tree right now. And you know all those guys are well-schooled and, and disciplined and smart about the game. Uh, uh, Todd was a, a talented player at, at, at St. Mary's himself, and so he's going he's gonna to be terrific for San Francisco. Now the subtext of last week going into it was, was going to be Jake Toulson, right? It's now 10 days ago that he picked up a really a badly sprained ankle. This was no just simple roll. Uh, he was questionable for the Portland game up until uh, pretty much until games. In fact, even after shoot-around, he was maybe not even 100% sure he would go, right? I mean, No, I, I, so, you know, our guys go out and warm up at an hour and 40 minutes. They come back in and all get some feedback on injuries. And so at 40 minutes, we're kind of thinking, hey, I think he actually might play. So we shifted around some stuff lineup-wise. Zach Salius was prepared to start, and, and Jake came in and just made big play after big play in both games. What does it say about him, and what does it do for your room, the fact that he played and then played as well as he did on the ankle? Well, he just, you know, it just is a couple things. One, we needed to win the games, and Jake certainly helped us win those games. And uh, second, it just goes down in kind of his history of the extraordinary things he's done. And third, it, it sends a message to our team. Like, everybody can feel it. Uh, you know, each time one of our guys steps up and does something courageous like that, it just adds to the feel of the team that these guys believe something special is in the works right now and that we can accomplish something really special this season. Well, two-win weekends are big in a lot of ways. One of them is that it, uh, it bumps you up in the league standings. You're now sitting in solo second in the West Coast Conference. Uh, Gonzaga's got a three-game lead with five games to play. They're a juggernaut right now. But, hey, uh, Todd Golden used the word juggernaut to describe you guys right now. Well, uh, the guys are playing hard, and they're playing well right now. And, um, you know, the thing is, is that every single one of these games is an entire individual novel by itself, a standalone. And so, uh, you know, what we've done in the past is not going to help us on Thursday. We have to come Thursday and play great basketball and try and compete with this really good physical LMU team. Okay, standings lead us to the resume, and uh, we are thinking about this. March is just around the corner. Uh, the bracket matrix looks at 90-plus brackets, and you're in all of them right now. Uh, and, and, you know, you're anywhere from, you know, a 6 to an 11, depending on who you, who, who you look to. And either way, the resume shows the kind of numbers that get teams into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, so a little confessional here. So every Tuesday morning, I call Greg Rubel. This morning I called him at 8 a.m., and I'm like, okay. Here's all these 75, 72 different brackets. And we understand that there's, you know, uh, difficulties with, with placing us because we can't be in a Friday, Sunday. So explain to me one more time how this bracket can work. I'm really grateful that you're here and you can I love these conversations. Yeah. I do, actually. Uh, time now to go deeper into some of the plays that helped BYU to wins in recent weeks, assisted by our own Jerem Jordan. This week, Jerem and senior Zach Selyus take us inside the film room. All right, Zach, after 0-5 at Portland, you're like, ugh, frustration, right? But against San Francisco, what was it like to see this first one go down? Man, this one, it was kind of a relief. You know, you just kind of, you know, you keep seeing misses and you think, like, man, I just got to shoot it out and you don't get it in that game. And 
you go into this game, now we'll go into the next game and trying to move on and you see the first one go in and that's when you know like, all right, like that was just kind of like bad shooting, whatever, like it's over with, on to the next. Let's talk about the St. Mary's game. So down three, under a minute to go. St. Mary's misses, okay? You get the ball down here and you go hard. Your guy's slow in transition. You get fouled at the rim. Walk me through your mentality right now. Down three, 50.6 seconds left, knowing I got to make this. Yeah. Um, at this point, I was subbed in. I thought there's still two minutes in the game. So <laughs> I got fouled just thinking I was bringing energy and I had no idea what the score was, how much time was left until that second free throw was staying on the rim. I looked at the clock and I was like, oh man, there's only 50 seconds. And it rolled in. I was like, wow, that's big time. Like, I, we needed that. <laughs> you didn't know. So you shot kind of loose, a little more loose than you would have made? Yeah, for sure. Would you have been more uptight had you known the situation? Uh, no. I mean, see So you look over the clock. I was yeah, like, yep. It's like, it's in. It's perfect. That was good for us. But coach <laughs> was like, Zach, let's go. Let's get in. I went in. I was like, all right, like, I'm just trying to bring energy, get us going, and there's 50 seconds left, apparently. TJ Haas hits the three, Mm -hmm. and then defensively, 8.5 on the clock. Walk me through this play. Just trying to make sure they don't shoot a three and then make him drive it. You know, we were supposed to switch, and then he went away, uh, shot it up, and we didn't get the rebound. So I just tried to find where the ball was just to see if we could get the rebound, get it out, and guy kind of just shot it low and low enough for me unathletically being able to block it <laughs> what did, what did it mean to you to finish that game with the ball in your hands because the crowd just embraced you right in that moment yeah it was it was so loud I got the ball I traveled and there's still time <laughs> and so I looked around and I was like oh no like they get the ball back but then the ref called it and I was like oh okay like we won we got it and so it all worked out That was a huge win. Well, uh, good luck at LMU, and uh, thanks for the time. Thank you. Zach Selly's the accidental hero. He is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know what? The most important thing he said, first of all, how delightful is it to hear his, how he remembered those, uh, you know, that last minute. But uh, you, you think about the most important thing that he did is he said, hey, coaches put me in the game. I got to bring energy. He said it twice. Like, I got to bring energy. I got to bring energy. And here's, here's a guy that has completely transformed his game to just try and serve this team and he's thinking I got to bring energy and you know what more important than making the free throws or getting the block or knowing how much time's left on the clock he's so locked in on bringing energy to this team and that's why the team is successful right now is because you have a guy like him and he is he is the wellspring from which all the energy on our team comes like he is the guy that all of us can count on every single minute of the game to to kind of come bring it and do special things. The only thing I wish had changed, for, is, is delightful as that interview, I wish he had blocked that shot, grabbed the ball, and just jumped right into the courtside <laughs> seats, right? I, it would have been, that would have been the only thing that made it better. I actually had Zach, you know, I keep, um, I keep pictures in my office of great moments uh, during the season, and so I had an 8 by 10 printed out of him. I had to sign that picture of him blocking that shot today. So That's it was cool. an unbelievable job. And, you know, he didn't have a spectacular game, but for him to be able to stay focused and stay locked in on the game through all the frustration, personal frustration he might have had during the game, and then to be able to come in fresh, like a, with a fresh mentality and not be worried about anything else but bringing energy, that's why he makes great plays at the end. 
when you saw him in his freshman year, if you saw him in his freshman year, you might think we got this, uh, you know, a quick, sharp shooting wingman. And now he's kind of, you know, body's a little bigger. You're asking different things from him, and he's responded. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, when you give to you, when you give to your team, you get back. And you know, you think about the game-winning moments he's had. He banged that corner three against Utah State, which is now, uh, which is now a quad one win. Thank goodness, is back to right. a quad one, right. and he makes these great plays to to really win the St. Mary's game, and he was so unbelievable against Portland. He's got all these moments compiled together uh, that have built a great season for him. All right, good first segment. Now for your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play, watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. That'll be weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, we'll go inside BYU hoops by going into the rock. And we preview the week ahead with games at LMU and San Diego. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And by Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life. Coming in from break, these great new illustrations of some BYU hoopsters courtesy of Dave Broberg and his team with Athletics Creative Services here at uh, BYU. Great team and cool look. Fantastic. Here's your broadcast schedule for the week. Cougars traveling tomorrow to Los Angeles for Thursday's game at LMU Late 1, 11 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. That'll be 8 on the West Coast. And the Cougars traveling down I-5 to San Diego, taken on the Toreros. That'll be Saturday at 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain, 7 Pacific on CBS Sports Network and BYU Radio. Well, whether camping in tents outside the Marriott Center or forcing missed free throws inside the Marriott Center, The Rock has turned into one of the best and most dedicated student supporter groups in the nation. And tonight, we bring The Rock experience home as we go inside BYU Hoops. I think The Rock is uh, amazing. I'd put them up there for one of the best student sections in the country. The Rock is huge. The Rock gets everybody excited. Um, I remember my first game, everybody was going crazy. They just wanted me to keep shooting threes. Um, But The Rock can really get you excited, get your juices going. If they're screaming and you're on defense, you can barely hear what's going on. It's just like it changes the atmosphere, it gets you juiced, and it messes with the other team's head. You can just see it in the other team's eyes when the, when the rock starts getting crazy and the crowd gets crazy. You sense a little bit of, of uneasiness from the other team. They do a great job with uh, helping guys miss free throws. I mean, the stats speak for themselves for the rock. They, uh, you know, they always have a little counter how many missed free throws there are this season, so you can keep track of that. It's funny to see them hold up the memes and different things when people shoot free throws. My favorite uh, head that I've seen in the rock, I think it's it's Michael Scott from the Office, and I think it's the episode where he's prison Mike and he's like making a funny face. I'm a high energy guy, so I, I just love the energy that they bring and. I think that they they play a major role uh, in our home games. Now you love each and every one of your home fans, but you got a special place in your heart for the Rock. Yeah, I mean it's it, listen, they make a difference. Um, you know, for every program and especially for us here, home court, we have to protect the home court. It is the, that's the hallmark of a really really successful program, and so it's really important to us. We talk about it as a team all the time, and the fact that we have the Rock behind us, literally behind us, 
doing their incredible work. It gives us a real chance to do that. They make a difference. We will win games. We will. St. Mary's being a pretty good example of them going five for nine, four for nine, five for nine. After for a perfect nine. first half yes. on the free throw line. Yeah, we, when we win that game by two points, and I'm looking at the Rock and be like, when I go to the Rock after the game and say thank you, it's legitimately like <laughs> thank you. They are every bit the sixth man in that arena, and they make it a special place. They mean everything to us. That's great. When they get up to the Raptors for those big games, yeah. it's, a, it's a huge deal. All right, well, the Rock has the week off because the Cougars are on the road for games at LMU and San Diego as BYU looks to lock down favorable seating. At the conference tournament and uh, keep NCAA attorney at large hopes alive. And LMU came into your place the first time around and you held them to 38, coach. Yeah, uh, they're a good team and they're really, really interesting defensively. They can really get you sideways with how they guard. They guard different than anybody else in, in, in the country and definitely in our conference. Your WCC shooting low, by the way, came in this game, yeah, percentage-wise. Yeah. And they um, and they just they just get you disjointed. They do all kind of different defensive packages. They're also interesting lineup because they're kind of six six across, across the, the board. board. Yeah, really physical, and it's going to be a tough, tough physical matchup, especially at their place. They kind of muck it up and you grind it out. They're a slow team, yep. right? So sometimes you can you can feel like you're not getting anywhere. Yep, yep, exactly. And 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 it's one of those games where you have to manage the frustration of the game because rarely do you get into a flow and a groove. You just don't spend much time there because of how they play. Uh, they also have a really, really talented point forward in this Eli That's Scott. what he is, he's right? one of the best players in, in the WCC, and he's putting together a terrific season. You rarely see guys of his size and build with the number of assists that he has, but he's incredible. Yeah, and he's, he, he probably, probably is the most talented passer in our league, and he's 6'7 and 240. And uh, he's a special player. Uh, he's used, Coach Dunlop has used, uh, Dunlap has used 10 different lineups this year, uh, looking to find something that, some injuries, but he's just trying to just figure something out. Yeah, and I think he's, you know, I mean, I would never speak for him, but he's got an opportunity now. He knows he's going to have those guys back healthy next year and have a more full roster. So I think he's got a chance this year to kind of explore and see, try some things he wouldn't traditionally try and see if he can find some magic in a bottle. And, and uh, there, listen, it's, it's hard to go win there. I think two years ago we went down there and, and uh, you know, had a tough game against the LMU team that hadn't had much success up till that point. And that's how it is going on the road in league. Every single game is hard. They don't draw a ton of fans. And, and sometimes just either the time of the game, the commute, the whole thing, sometimes you have to drive your own energy in that building. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have a great support from BYU fans there, but uh, it can be a little quieter, certainly a little quieter there in times than it is in the Marriott Center. And, right. and uh, we do have to, we got to bring energy in every way. Okay, from uh, L.A. down I-5 to San Diego on Saturday, BYU playing for the season sweep of the Toreros in a, a building that has given BYU some trouble over the years. Uh, the Cougs are 4-4 four and four at uh, Jenny Craig since joining the West Coast Conference. The San Diego team is talented. They're young, and they're going to be really good. Uh, I think they've improved throughout the season. They're certainly a better team than we saw here in the Marriott Center, which is what everybody's trying to do is grow. Uh, they have some really, really... Uh, key players that are difficult to guard and they actually run great actions. Every time I watch them on film, I, I like their stuff. Uh, so again, that's going to be a big challenge. Like It's two games on the road. Finn Sullivan, I think, was starting at the point when they came in to play the first time. He's back on the bench. They've gone back to Humphrey. So a couple of lineup quirks, but for the most part, Coach Shola's had his group and stayed pretty consistent. We yeah, four of the five starters. Finn Sullivan is a great example of how players can be so dangerous. And what I mean by that is 
Finn's not putting up great numbers, but he, almost, he, he had an unbelievable game, I think, at home against Pepperdine right before we played him the last Helped time. Helped win the game, basically. And uh, made every shot and was unbelievable uh, kind of running the offense, and it gave them a different feel. And so you just have, you know, you're, you're always on the lookout for that player that's going to raise up and give you trouble in an unexpected way, and certainly San Diego has several of those players that can do that. Hey, will you guys uh, bus L.A. to San Diego after the game on Thursday night? So we're actually, we're actually still trying to figure that out right now, so okay. we'll see. I hate that drive, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You think, oh, I'll go at midnight or I'll go at 11 in the morning, it'll be easy. It's never easy. It is a traffic jam the whole way down. I'm flying, just so you know. There you go. Smart. I'm flying between right. cities. Yes, hey. I am. Okay. Well, you know, when you get paid as much as Greg Rodriguez gets paid, <laughs> yeah. you can fly like that. You guys get the jet. I don't have the private jet you guys have. All right, uh, Cougar fans, before you settle in for the men's game on Thursday night, uh, BYU women's basketball, led by Paisley Johnson, hosting St. Mary's 9 Eastern. That'll be uh, on Thursday. And then Saturday, it's a, a 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific game against Pacific. And that'll be both on BYU TV. Did you know you can have your groceries waiting to be picked up or better yet dropped off at your front door? It's all done online at smithsfoodanddrug.com or on their app on your phone. Download the Smiths app and save time. Shop online. After the break, we go inside the numbers and bring you a brand new Deep Blue. Featuring noted game winner and new father, T.J. Haas. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. This is yesterday after practice. The Cougs gathering to honor superfan Joe Wheat, who, as we saw on this show last week, seemed to spark BYU's comeback against St. Mary's by simply leaving his seat at the Marriott Center, his foray into the foyer, corresponding with BYU's late-game resurgence. And as a reward, Coach Pope and the boys presenting Joe with some Cougar hoop swag yesterday. That was a cool moment. It was awesome. First of all, is Joe Wheat the greatest name ever? <laughs> and, uh, you know, just like I'm telling you, like these, all these, these great people, especially in the Rock and in the whole arena that come and support these guys, they make a huge difference. And so seeing Joe, you know, that video of him circling the concourse because he, he thinks it's actually helping the team that he's not in there, <laughs> it's awesome. So we got him, we got him some brand new uh, Nike running shoes for when he's in the concourse and a water ball and a headband. And, <laughs> and uh, it makes it fun, man. We're, we're so grateful for, for everybody that comes to support the team. He said, if you're looking for me during the Gonzaga game, I'll be doing laps. Yeah. He's under there. pressure now. Yes. Like, it, I think if he's in the rock and we're down, the rock is going to force him to leave the game. <laughs> so it was great. We just told him to take an earbud and keep marking me in the ear so he can follow along. All right, uh, Cougars in the pros now. Uh, Jimmer Fredette uh, finishing off with, with a nine-point outing in the Greek League All-Star game over the weekend. Eric Mika back in the G League with the uh, Sacramento Kings affiliate in Stockton and doing what he does there, just racks up the double-doubles, 26-14. and 14. He could get back in the NBA. And Brandon Davies uh, had uh, eight points in a win for FC Barcelona, or as you should say, Barcelona over there. All right, time to go inside the numbers presented by Mountain America Credit Union now. And, well, there's a reason that BYU leads the WCC in three-point shooting in league play. Five good reasons, actually. Uh, these five players 
lighting it up from the arc in conference, Coach, all shooting 40% or better from the three-point line. Yeah, an extraordinary work. I mean, you think about this Alex Barcelo and the contribution he's made to this team is just extraordinary. And and TJ Hawes, who struggled from the three-point line the first, you know, in the in the non-conference, and since he's got the conference, he's been really a great discretion with the shots he's shooting, and he's shooting a great. All the guys on that list are doing a great job. So BYU's ranked in the 240s last year in three-point percentage. The line moves back, and BYU's now first. Now, granted, you brought a couple guys in who can shoot the ball, but what beyond a couple of players who can shoot it, you know, accounts for such a dramatic improvement? There has to be a focus and a lot of hard work put into it that we're going to be better on this shot. Well, I think the biggest thing is it's always the players, right? And it's always their commitment to get better. And so they um, spent an inordinate amount of time this summer uh, not just practicing, but, you know, uh, uh, sh- shout out to Grit, to Angela Duckworth. Angela Duckworth. Grit. Um, yeah, Grit. Uh, yeah. To Grit. Uh, she talks about deliberate practice, that that's what makes all the difference is deliberate practice. And these guys keeping track of every shot they shoot all summer and having the diligence to do that. And then, a, and then another part of that is that our guys have committed to really, really working hard to earn themselves good shots rather than settling for hard shots. And that sounds like a quaint phrase, but it's so true. Um, guys, are, guys are getting catch-and-shoot threes. And, and our guys can shoot catch-and-shoot threes at a 45% clip for another five seasons, as talented shooters as they are and how hard they worked. And so they work so hard to earn those shots in the game, they'll consistently knock them down. Yeah, number one in the country, and not that you're alone up there. The Gales can shoot it. The Zags can. This is a really well. It's the best shooting yeah. league in America. The yeah, WCC. this league, man. Everybody in this league can shoot it, and it. Uh, this league is really, really good. I still think that people probably undervalue how good this league is and how good the town is, and, and with the exception here at BYU, how good the coaching is. <laughs> no, you're, you're part of it. Uh, the last couple of weeks, by the way, have been nothing short of memorable for T.J. Haas. He sets the BYU Ironman record. Uh, he hits his second dramatic game winner of the season against St. Mary's. Meanwhile, the team goes on a great win streak, and he becomes a first-time father, all part of a stellar senior season that we see more of now in this week's edition of Deep Blue. I started playing, and you know, ever since I can remember that I could hold a ball, I, I, I started playing basketball. I really started getting competitive in first grade. And that's when we started traveling and things like that. I remember going to Florida in first grade and playing in a tournament then, which was really fun and just kind of starting things off at a young age. And, you know, I've been playing basketball ever since. Too strong. Outlet to Hawes. Will they throw it down? Yes! You talk about T.J. Hawes, and in a lot of ways, he embodies the word relentless. He's been here for four years, and he's had incredible successes, taken a ton of criticism from people, and he's also been lifted up as one of the best players in this league for four consecutive years. The thing about TJ, he keeps coming back every single day with an extraordinary effort, and his body of work is incredible. You think about it, four-time all-league player, top 10 all-time scoring, top 10 all-time assists, top five all-time three points made, his records go on and on and on. And all of it this year is being culminated in this extraordinary senior year he's having. Off the court, he looks like he could be a professor here, right, at BYU. But he's got a certain demeanor about him that demands respect, both off the court as well as on the court. Really makes him a special person. 
Okay, this is gonna be the diaper bag. That will be mine, and then you can grab a backpack. I'm not gonna do homework. <laughs> There's not a chance. Lauren and I met at a school dance. It was my sophomore year in high school, and we didn't go with each other. Our whole group was just hanging out at someone's house. There was a fire going on, and, and we started talking then, and then... We just became friends, and we started texting and hanging out. I thought he was super charming, super cute, really fun and funny to hang out with. And then we both uh, left on missions on the exact same day. And that was a really cool experience for us to kind of, you know, see each other grow, uh, especially, you know, starting at that same point. And then we got home and we got married six months later and, and now we're having a baby, so. <laughs> so we're all good in here? Everything's set? Yeah, I think so. We have 100 blankets. We have 100 blankets and a crib that he won't use for a while. So it's perfect. <laughs> TJ's life right now is beautiful because he has pressure coming from so many different directions. He's got his current basketball career. He's got his future basketball career. He's got his academic pressures. And then he's got his family. He's about to welcome in his third member of his family in a matter of hours. BYU plays St. Mary's on Saturday at 8 p.m. They're going to win that game. And then we are literally leaving straight from the Marriott Center our bags are packed, our car will be packed, and we are gonna head to the hospital to have our baby. It's gonna be a day that, that we'll never forget for sure. It's packed. Let's do this thing. Okay. Okay, I gotta roll. Hey, good luck. Thank you. Okay, I'll see you later. Okay, see ya. Oh. Courtside? Is his name going to be Courtside? Or? No, that's a good idea. Toulson on the sideline, into Haas. TJ Selyus, handoff, Toulson, 25 feet away, right side to TJ, left side, down to 10. TJ, pull up three. He oh! got it! He got it! Go threes! TJ Haas scores it! Timeout! Timeout! <laughs> TJ Haas gives the Cougars a two-point lead. 81 to 79. He stuck it in their eye! Right. Love you. Love you, man. Okay, sweetie. Bye, See you tomorrow. Okay. okay. Love you. Am I driving? Yeah. <laughs> This has been, it's been a crazy time for me as well because my grandpa's not doing well. Grandpa Ralph is one of the best guys I've ever met. He is so genuine, he's sweet, he is funny and fun, and he loves basketball. And he loves TJ. 
basketball has really brought them together. And I think it's really hard when someone so close in your life gets sick and you know that their time is coming to a close. It's so hard because you just want to be with them forever. If you ask anybody here at BYU, he's, he's been at every single practice. He loves the game and he's, he's always around. And it's been super hard for me to see him slow down. And I, I feel like it's really reminded me the important things in life. And there's more to life than, than basketball. It's relationships, it's family. Those are the things that last forever. Our little boy, he's gonna be, he's gonna be named after, after Grandpa Ralph. I think it will be really great to have a name where you can look back and have such a good example and someone to always kind of lean on. He was born at 6.12 p.m. and he is six pounds, 15 ounces, and 21 inches long. As he grows older, I hope he knows and feels how much his parents love him and how important family is in life and that he can make those relationships a priority and that, you know, when it's time for him to move out of the house that he knows what he wants and he and he's seen that in his life. This is baby Tyson Ralph Haas. amazing I mean you think about yeah there's so much to say one one uh, I'm so grateful for these because they they just let us see a little bit into these young men's lives that we go to the court and cheer for and and uh, and then just to see all the things that he has going on in his life is pretty extraordinary and and then to recapture that night from the game to the shot to most importantly their child and then you think it you look at Lauren and you're like, she made the whole thing look so easy. Can you imagine all the pressure she's dealing with in that moment? And she's actually got to do the work of having a child. They're an extraordinary couple. And what a credit they are to this place and to all of us. They, they represent us so well. Wonderful. Well, you know, there's a lot more basketball left to play this year. Uh, but, man, your first year here as the head coach has been something, hasn't we keep it, it we, Yeah, we keep it, <laughs> keep it interesting, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. All right. Fans, uh, watch as All-American Shannon Evans and number 16-ranked BYU Gymnastics hosts Boise State. That'll be Saturday night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Coming up next, BYU sophomore swingman Connor Harding joining us in studio as BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. low. A no look to Zach. A touch pass in the corner. Three. Good! And Utah State's up two. BYU to retake the lead with the Connor Harding. Three! Alex Marcello has it stripped. Finally got it back. It goes to Nixon. Whip to Harding. He'll drive the rim and dunk it! Well, he is already one of BYU's best Shooters, and he's also become one of the Cougars' best defenders. And he joins us here tonight in Studio C. Keep it going for Connor Harding. Good to see you, Connor. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, we're all pretty invested in uh, the fortunes of the uh, men's basketball program right now. You, for some reason, uh, are, are deeply invested in, in BYU women's basketball. Can you elaborate? <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm dating Paisley Johnson on the girls' basketball team. And we met about like a year ago. 
So you just got done with practice. <laughs> I was going to practice and I had this perfect pickup line. I said, hey, we passed each other, so we should hang out sometime. <laughs> and, and then she's like, okay, that sounds great. And I started to walk away and she's like, you gotta get my number. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have my phone, but she had her phone, so I gave her my number, she texted me, and then I think after we beat UVU, we hung out. Oh, that's okay. The first time. <laughs> UVU, yeah. So, that was perfect. So it was the first date, first date just to hang, or did you guys go somewhere? Yeah, no, it was just, uh, we just, after the game, we just like got something to eat, and then we just talked. And then ever since then, it's just like, we've been talking ever since then, and we just started today, and things are getting more serious. Had you already been uh, aware of her prowess as a player, or did you become a little more interested in how she played after that? It was, it was after that I started to pay attention of like how good of a player she was. Um, she's great on the defensive side. I think she averages seriously like one charge a game. And she's a very consistent shooter. And I always, I'm like, okay, how do you shoot so consistently in a game? I asked her that, and I think that helped me this year, uh, just taking a little advice from her. So she's a stud, absolutely. Uh, we help each other out. We tell each other what we need to do better after all of our games. Do you guys get on the floor together? Yeah. Uh, early in the season, like during the summer, we would. Uh, we would work on uh, different moves, different training. We'd rebound for each other. But later on the season, it's more of she needs to be with her team and I need to be with my team. I had only been here for a few weeks maybe. And I was in the office and I walked out on the balcony. I saw Connor and Paisley playing one-on-one. -on -one. And it was Paisley's ball, and she scored three straight buckets. <laughs> and I didn't really know Connor's game yet, so I walked back in the office and thought, man, we got a lot of work to do. She's a, she's a, she's a big-time player, and I think mm. she takes it to him a lot. So now we flash forward to the fact that when you need a stop, you it's go to this exactly guy. Right. So exactly he's right. Because he's, he's been guarding the best all summer long. <laughs> a lot of practice. <laughs> now, how about that, um, uh, if not reputation, that responsibility to, to get stops and be someone that can make a play on the defensive end. Yeah, you know, I, I absolutely love it because, you know, in high school I took pride in that, of getting stops. Uh, my brother was, was a big-time defensive player, and, you know, it's just like a grind on the defensive side. And I think it's more of a, a slow more of these people down in the WCC because we got a bunch of good players. I'll but, say. you know, I love the game on defense. It's a chess game. It's a where I can push them into my help defense or where I can get them in situations they've never been in before. We saw a brief clip, Connor and Coach, uh, of the St. Mary's game. Malik Fitz was going off. Yes. What did you ask Connor to do when you did get him in? It was really, really complicated. I'm like, stop <laughs> this guy, man. you got to go stop this guy. It was very analytical driven. And Connor went in and he changed the whole game. I'm telling you, you know, as big as TJ's shot was and as big as other people's contribution was in that game, we have no chance in that game if Connor doesn't come in and completely change the, t the tide of the game. He changed everything. Got two consecutive stops and got us rolling and picked up a couple fouls on Fitz and it, it just changed everything. And, and uh, it, was, it was a great moment. We see you playing with a knee brace. How much do we, do we need to be sweating that? Um, I don't think you need to be sweating it that much. I think it was from like a football injury back in high school that happened. But, you know, I think these last couple of games, like on film, just watching me, you can see that I've been moving a lot better. And so it's only, it's only going to get better from here. So not really hampering you much at all? No, not anymore. All right, uh, LMU and San Diego. Uh, you know, you might say, okay, lower tier teams. But at this stage of the season, when you're in the position you're in, there are no tears. It's just wins, right? You know, absolutely. You know, you can see the North Carolina, uh, Duke, North Carolina game. You know, North Carolina's not having the greatest season, but they almost just beat Duke. So it doesn't matter, like, who you play. You know, it's hard to win in the WCC, especially going on the road in these gyms. 
because you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, it's just about if we're going to stay true to our identity throughout the season. Hey, you're from Pocatello. Uh, bigger celebrity in Pocatello, you or Taysom Hill, what do you think? Um, <laughs> I'd have to give it to Taysom Hill right, right now. It's close, though, right? right? Now. It's, really it's, it's getting really close. You know, my jersey's selling like his. It's right <laughs> uh, but... You know, I'm glad that, you know, he's representing, like, Pocatello in Idaho as he is. He's a good man. And I love watching him play football because, you know, Idaho, we, get, we have a bunch of dogs in Idaho, and that's what Taysom is on the football field. During the commercial break before you came on, uh, one of our audience members asked you if Taysom could hoop it a little bit, and you said? You know, absolutely can hoop. <laughs> uh, and I was telling Pope this story. I told everyone this story, actually. But I got home, and he's so competitive. I'm competitive. I hate, I hate losing. And we were duking it out, and one of our first plays is he drove baseline, and he just dunked it right on me, and I was like, oh, it's on. Like, it's like, <laughs> and my, my blood started going a little bit. But, yeah, he, he can play. He's good. Now, on the football sense, uh, how cool is it when you see basically his stuff go viral? Like, he becomes a national superstar week to week during the NFL season. That's one of your guys. Yeah, I know, absolutely. I, I love it because his family is amazing. And my brother grew up with him, and he worked his butt off. And one of the reasons why, like, I ran track, because he ran track, because I saw how athletic he was and how that helped him. So I was like, I need to do that. And so, you know, I I love seeing his success. And hopefully, you know, I can get get more success in my career, just like him. Okay. How instrumental has Connor been, and will he be to what you guys hope to get done? He's he's been everything. I mean, he's, he's, he's like, yeah. It's so incredible to have someone come off the bench that can play every position on the floor and that, that I have so much faith in and that delivers every single night. You know, right now we're seeing him shoot 43% from the three-point line on the season and make big shots, and we're seeing him as a defensive stopper, and he actually has so much more game. Uh, you know, coming into the season with TJ out early in the season, he was playing the point for us, and he is a natural point. Like, he's unbelievable off the bounce. His driving lines and physicality are great, and he finishes at the rim like in a Jake Toulson-type fashion. So he's been great now, and his ceiling is so high uh, he's going to, when it's all said and done, he's going to be one of the great players that's played at BYU. Okay, last thing on your that's way out. a lot out. of pressure. You ready <laughs> for that? I'm ready for I know it. you are. Okay, being in the mix, uh, you're in brackets. People are talking about you as a tournament team. You're that close to being where you want to be. How much is it driving you guys right now? To be honest with you, um, on my personal opinion on that, I think it's just like the next game to me because I understand, like, if we don't win this next game, then that excitement of what in the future, then it's not that big. It's not that big of a deal. So, to me personally, like after winning St. Mary's game, I'm thinking like, okay, we got to win this next one though. And so that's just like my thought process of it. And you know, if that time comes, which you know I believe it will, but just right now I'm just focusing focus on the next one. I can't tell you who we're even playing next week. I know the two games this week, and that's about it. Uh, Santa Clara Gonzaga, but yeah. Okay. Good to have you, man. Thanks for coming. Good answer. All right. All right. Good, Good answer. That's true. That's why we win. That's Thanks why for we coming. win. Appreciate it, Connor. Hey, baseball, the Batcats open their 2020 season this week. Tune in to BYU Radio 107.9 FM as BYU baseball takes on Gonzaga in Arizona. It'll be Friday at 7 o'clock Eastern. As we go to break, this week's trivia question presented by the BYU Store. This Thursday, TJ Howes will move into third place at BYU in consecutive games played, tying which Cougar legend? We'll tell you after our final break. And thanks again to Connor Harding. Back after this. 
back on the Pope Show. Trivia question and trivia answer. My man, my friend, my longtime broadcast partner, Mark Durant, 128 consecutive games played. All right, it is time now for our weekly ratings spike. Our collection of Hardwoods Follies from the past week, we call it What Happened? All right, we start things off with uh, Bobby Hordusky. You cannot, sprained ankles are a thing. You got to be careful with your star player. Bob, watch where you're going. He twisted his ankle over Jake's twisted ankle. (laughs) Uh, TJ Hawes in this game blocked the tallest player on the floor and then the smallest player on the floor. Got the tall and the small. And comes up with a defensive rebound. And this is a step back three that doesn't count because the foul came early. But this guy in the stands, I think he wanted it to count. I get the sense that he thought it was good. Yeah, one of your many BYU fans there at the Child Center. All right, the ball goes out of bounds against USF. Uh, this BYU fan in the front row doing the ref's job, and the ref says, hey, settle down, fella. And he goes, okay, I'll settle down, and I'll just I'll eat my ice cream. You got it. No worries. Okay. <laughs> Corbin Kafusi is a massive individual. He's there checking out the boys. He's a little too big for the Marriott Center seats, I think he's gotten. Uh, Jake Toulson, the step back. And check out, now we're going to slow this down. We're going to have you focus on a fan in the background here. He's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's smooth. That's Jake Toulson smooth. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's my boy. That's my guy. Can you believe that? All right. This is just uh, just a wild sequence, but a great play uh, from Yo to Jake for big three at the time. You see how he owes this shot? I know I, know I said all the time. He is on it. It's beautiful. Another crazy sequence. This ball almost, almost gets given up a few times. But it ends in a good way. Win 50-50 balls on offense is such a huge key to winning. Dalton Nixon. Now this next one, you want to finish it with the make. We didn't get the make, but Charles Midland was on skates there for a Jake couple seconds. Jake wanted that so bad. I know he you like, want to straight. It's got to go. It's got to go to finish it up. Oh, man, he wanted it. Yeah, it he, didn't. It he didn't. actually could have taken two more dribbles. It but, didn't quite happen uh, that way. And uh, mm. the, the, the bench... Enjoying Dalton Nixon, and that's going to be what happened for this week. And even this what happened. Oh, that's Coach Pope fiddling with the mic tonight. Didn't quite work out the way he wanted it. All right, that's going to do it. Coach, say goodnight for all of us. Say goodnight. we got to go. Go, kids. See you next week.